Welcome to the second podcast of the Americana. I am the host, Keith Johnson, and we have on this episode some vaccine fun for you. Uh, Why do you think we lose faith in our hospitals as well as our government? How many people do you actually think really believe our government has our best interests in mind? If you follow economists or pay any attention at all to where our world currently sits with the economy, where we currently sit with food rations and surplus, or if you have ever looked up the world population clock, holy fuck, the world meter, look that shit up and watch that for a minute. Some of this conversation will make more sense to you if you do. I got an interesting story for you about COVID and how the hospitals conducted their business. And you wonder why average people like me and possibly like you don't trust them. Someone I was close to recently died in the hospital and the way they were treated by the hospital with that event was really interesting. And I thought I would share this with you and you can make your determination for yourself if this seems ethical. The patient was in and out of the hospital for many years prior for health reasons beyond COVID. Uh, This person really did not take good care of themselves. Uh, We all knew it. They had 11 stents placed into their heart on separate occasions prior to this visit. So lots of pre-existing medical issues. Now, they go to the hospital one last time with lung issues, trouble breathing, Um, did the patient have COVID? They did not test for COVID this visit. Two to three months prior, they did, but this time they did not. So the doctor knew that COVID did not play into the current condition that led to the patient, that led the patient to the hospital, to the hospital for this recent visit that would soon become their last. The patient was actually diagnosed with bacterial pneumonia. So the patient spent several days in the hospital because it's pneumonia and they're elderly and uh, not something super serious, but you know, the hospital figured the patient would be released in a day or two. Unfortunately, this did not happen. The patient died the next day. So, Here's where our failure of trust comes in. The hospital offers to give the living spouse the opportunity to put down that the patient died of COVID and to persuade the spouse a little more. If the spouse agreed to this, the cost of the funeral and some of the bills and expenses would be covered free of charge. Now, most when they are losing a loved one, are going to be a little more unstable, not thinking clearly, and financially burdened. So it wasn't difficult to take advantage of this vulnerable person at the time they did. It may have seemed like they were helping the spouse of the passing patient out a little bit, but they weren't. They were also making things more difficult for all of us breaking trust with our medical system while showing just how easy it was to inflate the numbers of COVID cases. You see, the fear-mongering inflated numbers really affected us as people. And I know that we easily forget sometimes. 
But sometimes it's important that we remember. Like President Bush once said, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, you just can't get fooled again. You know, well, even though he butchered the shit out of that statement, he was right to an extent. And some of us are, we're done with it. We're fucking over it. Now I ask you, what would be the benefit of a hospital doing this? Well, come to find out, hospitals were getting somewhere in the vicinity of thirteen to sixteen thousand dollars just for having a COVID patient, and this was in addition to the standard hospital charges. And I've heard through medical staff that they even saw as much as thirty-six thousand dollars in addition to standard standard medical charges if the patient was on a ventilator. This was something that was being subsidized by the government for so. Why not if the hospital can get away with it and if the benefit for both loved ones, you know, with the burden to the hospital makes it out and the hospital makes it out like a bandit. Seems to be a good deal, right, for both. Scary to think that health care can be directed not by proper treatment, but by cost reimbursements. And we see that a lot with cancer patients. Compound that by thousands of hospitals times 10,000 more people and patients. And you start to have a real problem with inaccurate numbers and overpayments from our tax-paying dollars to hospitals. If they're lying about this, inflating numbers to suffice the hospital's increased financial gain, then how can you believe anything these hospitals are saying? This is where we lose faith in our health care system. I know I have. Now, you want me to believe the vaccines are safe? Listen to this. Did you know that medical errors are the third leading cause of death in the United States? Double check your pill bottles, folks. I had a close aunt named Bobby that was prescribed the wrong medication and it killed her. She was fairly young. Uh, these are the professionals that say, trust me. It's safe. We know what we're doing. Here's another quick story that I thought was interesting, and I'll share it. I have a close friend that his wife recently became a nurse. This was still peak COVID propaganda time. She really didn't have an option as she was just newly into her job. She was forced to take a vaccine to keep her job like most unfortunate healthcare workers in our industries, in our, our country. Now working at the hospital, she saw random patients coming and going like any other hospital. One night after she had been at the hospital for some time, more familiar with her daily routines, she was directed to suit up and head to the COVID wing to take a shift for the night. She was described, th this was described as a private section off from the rest of the hospital. There was a specific protocol that was followed and that she needed to follow to enter and leave this area as it was crucial to disinfect coming and going so from all the patients sick and suffering in this area that it would not spread to the rest of the hospital like some zombie outbreak. So when, they, so when she finally was attending her first night in this isolated wing of the hospital, suited up, ready to go, as she heads into what she was nervously awaiting 
to be a PTSD-creating war zone of proportions. She noticed there was only one person occupying this wing, one patient. Other than that one person, there was nobody in there. Just one overweight individual with COVID and then had asthma no less. I hope that one day for the livelihood of the vaccinated, it makes sense for them to have gotten it. Because for me, it clearly made sense to not be vaccinated, and it still does to this day. And it continues to increase every day to become more and more clear why I didn't. There's some documentaries out there already, like Died Suddenly, and there are immediately people trying to debunk it. However, there's some pretty solid, significant evidence that shows, regardless of some info, is not accurate. I'm sure it's safe to say that there could be things that aren't accurate. It doesn't mean it's all not accurate. And that should get your attention a little bit, I would think. I saw a lot of interesting science that's not just opinions. I'll tell you, I, I'm not a huge fan of people's opinions, by the way, or feelings anymore. The last few years have made me completely numb to those. I want to see data. I want to see facts from the data and science, and they show it. The shit we're seeing right now in this country is just the beginning. If you think that it's just going to get better from here, you're wrong. There are the debunkers out there that have shown a couple of possible cases where things could have led to what you see on the video surveillance of the documentary may or may not have been. But when you have skilled, qualified people performing autopsies, here's the science. And you have embalming professionals that are failing to push fluids through bodies that are dead because the veins are so blocked with a rubbery substance only found with vaccinated people. They have a, a, va a, a convention of embalming professionals where there was over a hundred people there and they all shared the same story. That's alarming. Alarming. And they're all with vaccinated people. If that doesn't get your attention, you're probably already vaccinated and completely ignoring the facts because you're like, I can't turn back time. I got it. But it's too late. But it isn't too late to wake up and to help stand against tyranny. And to maybe help someone that hasn't taken it, that might be at high risk from dying from it or having some serious permanent side effects from it. If you know someone who has had side effects from it or died, shoot me an email at the Americana Podcast Chat at gmail.com. That's the Americana Podcast Chat at gmail.com. I'd like to do a follow-up podcast on some of the interesting stories that I'm sure could come out of people. Uh, I'm going to be checking these emails and uh, reading, looking for some interesting little stories that people might have. Uh, and if I get enough info from you guys to share, I would love to share some of your stories. It's important that we have an outlet where we can share vital information you know, it's interesting. President Ronald Reagan in 
on the November 14, 1986, enacted a bill to assist us, the people of the United States of America, in the protection against these so-called vaccines. This is how the VAERS website was created. See, VAERS stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. In the beginning of COVID, I was on this daily. I saw numbers going up at an alarming rate. It was a really easy site to navigate at first. I couldn't believe the numbers. First, there was 700. Second day, there was 3,000. Second time I checked it, it was 10,000. I'm like, holy shit. The last time I was able to view this site before it dropped, before it stopped showing data, the death rate to the adverse reactions of the vaccine was exactly 12,600 reported at the time. I couldn't believe how fast the numbers were going up. But that was the last physical data I was able to see firsthand from that site. Really interestingly enough, right after seeing that data, I popped back on two days later to see the numbers again, and it showed a small banner that displayed COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Get vaccinated. It now became a selling platform, an advertisement. They are using the website originally established for our protection now to entice you to get vaccinated, to sell you their propaganda, their plan and agenda. So now after logging back on, it then gave an option. If I wanted to request data from the site, I would need to submit personal information to them and the reason why I was requesting it. For obvious reasons, I did not submit my personal information to this site. As it was clear, this site was compromised from its originally intended purpose that had been established by the President of the United States of America and acted to help protect its citizens. Now, if you go to the website, it's super difficult to navigate, which it should not be. If it was really established for the average taxpaying American to visit for his or her safety and for your knowledge and well-being, to steer clear of potentially harmful vaccines that carried adversarial reactions, it should not be this difficult to navigate unless it was modified to be difficult to suit a bigger plan, which I believe is the reason. They don't want you to see the real data. It would scare the living shit out of you if you saw the real data. I would be happy to bet money on this. I know personally at least 10 people that have had these adversarial effects by the so-called vaccine within my life circle. I don't know why we keep calling it vaccine. If you look up what vaccine actually means, they're going to have to change that in the dictionary, what it actually means since they've been trying to push this shit. Whether I know them personally or now a close friend of mine, seriously, someone seriously affected from neurological dysfunctions to brain aneurysms and death. I had a customer who had a nephew that was running a room in their lower level of their home. This young, healthy guy, around 24 years of age, I say healthy, no prior issues, now was a school gym teacher. I know him well enough to know that he wasn't a drinker, no drugs, and he was fairly healthy, thin, in shape. Within a few months after getting vaccinated, he died suddenly from a brain aneurysm. Now, man, it's fucking weird to lose somebody that, that you've seen and you know, and you're like, damn, that's, that person's normal. Now, 
I don't know anyone personally that got COVID and has had any adversarial effects or has died from getting COVID, only that they are a lot stronger and they don't really get it anymore. See, the patient in the earlier story prior to this I knew was extremely unhealthy, had major heart issues, never worked out, didn't take care of themselves at all, didn't exercise, hardly walked, and sat most of his days watching TV. He was unhealthier than the average person alive today that I know of. He had difficulty even walking to his garage outside. Now, when he acquired COVID the first time, he was unvaccinated. He beat it within a week. Super fragile, unhealthy, unvaccinated, late-aged man beat COVID. He was later talked into getting it. And this is the virus they want you to be altering your entire life for. This is what 200,000 businesses closed down for. Lives ruined. Men, women, and children suffered. Displaced from their homes. Enough is enough. It was brought to my attention from a doctor that I follow on social, a social media platform some time ago who I believed had been since removed. I thought this was pretty interesting statement, what he said. Again, probably not. 100% way to validate, but this is one of the last video posts that I saw from him before I can no longer locate any of this information from videos. I looked it up, and he, he, he was a certified doctor. He made mention of some facts he was aware of as a doctor. He said, if vaccines finally ran their course and had been in, in circulation long enough that they could have the approval of the FDA through time trial data, at which point any side effects such as death, cardiopulmonary, neurological, or any long-term negative side effects at all would open up the FDA for legal ramifications for approving such a dangerous drug to the country. He went on to mention that there was a loophole in this legal debacle that if any vaccine was made legal for children, it no longer could be a candidate for a lawsuit. Interestingly enough, I've tried to search this doctor as well as this video and this information with no luck at all. I've also tried to search for answers to this question, again, without finding either fact or fiction. However, I find it really interesting that they are pushing for kids so much and so hard without children being at risk at all. What other sense would it make than to cover their own asses? Would it be to give children this vaccine under five at five years of age they're not even at risk sure makes you wonder if you're listening and have ever had or ever heard of anything like this or saw this video email me at the americana chat at gmail.com i'm curious to hear if if there is some elaboration that can be made on this. Something out of all of this week we need to make sure we never forget. Remember also how they tried to turn us against each other in the beginning. Why they tried so desperately to turn your neighbor who was pro-vaccine against someone who was anti-vaccine the war they were trying to get, the civil war between us. Remember, if your vaccine works, 
you never had anything to worry about. It wasn't about your safety. It was about how easy it was to control you. And they did just that. Vaccine could be proof of how easy you were to manipulate. And that probably is why you're so pissed if you're vaccinated. I'm not trying to target you if you're vaccinated. I just want you to use your head and think about it. Going forward, remember, this is your neighbor. They're not your enemy. Currently in 2022, most of the problems that we face in our country start at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C. You want to bring up an issue, send them a letter. Start there. But love your neighbor because one day you may need them. And if shit ever goes down, you may need them to have your back. Remember, we are not the divided states of America. We are the United States of America. Follow me to podcast number three where we talk about things like one of the subjects we talk about next is 9-11. It's a fairly controversial subject that people in our country like to ignore facts about because the government says one thing and we believe it. What really happened on that day? Do we want to relive it? Or do we want to move on? Well, I want answers and feedback. So please follow the next podcast. Thanks for listening in. I'm your host, Keith Johnson. And this is... The Americana.